What do you do when a client comes to a session resistant, as if their arms are folded across their chest? Coaching seems to bounce off them. Or worse, they seem to have the expectation you'll fix or figure things out for them, but aren't willing to be part of the solution. What's going on there? It might be about the power that's perceived by the client about the coach and the coach about the client. For coaching to happen, both coach and client must show up creative, resourceful, and whole, standing firmly in their personal power rather than deflated or inflated. And that perceived personal power can dramatically affect how safe, effective, and enjoyable the coaching relationship feels to both coach and client. I'll share five things you can do to support a healthy coaching relationship. Find the full transcript for episode 255 and more resources for coaches at prosperouscoach.com slash 255. You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast, a free resource for new coaches since 2018, created by me, Rhonda Hess. I have a talent for breaking complex things into easier steps, and I love helping you choose a smart coaching niche and launch your business with confidence. I began mentoring coaches in 2006 after five years of training coaches at Coach Training Alliance, where I designed the certification program. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing, and don't forget to go back to the earliest episodes for incremental learning. Now, let's roll this episode. Hey, coaches. What goes on inside a coach and client during a coaching relationship? I had my eyes opened about the right use of power by Cedar Barstow, an ethics consultant and Hakomi psychotherapist who has a book of the same name. It's geared for practitioners of all sorts. The two big takeaways for me were, one, there is a perceived power differential between a coach and a client. Because the client pays the coach and the coach is seen as a resource to help the client make important changes, the client's or coach's sense of personal power can shift, inflate, or deflate. Self-worth and assumptions about the other person affect this too, right? And two, it's the coach's responsibility to be aware of that potential power differential and make small adjustments before and during a professional coaching relationship to address the gap in perceived power. I've had clients put me on a pedestal, which I do not want to be on, and I've had clients treat me as their subordinate. Neither of those will make for an ideal coaching environment. And I've thought, not consciously, but way back in my subconscious, that I knew more or less than my clients. If I get hung up on that, it'll affect the power dynamics of the relationship. What about you? Do you ever feel intimidated when you meet a potential client thinking, I can't coach them? Or have you ever quickly sized up a potential client thinking you know what they need? Those are thoughts that shift power. In episode 88, I covered seven red flags to watch for with clients and how to monitor your integrity. Check that out at prosperouscoach.com slash 88. But now let's look at this more closely. You know what? The helper in you may overdo it. Most coaches I meet genuinely want to help others. In fact, it's often a driving force in their lives to give. Are you familiar with the Enneagram? What's your number? I'm a two, the helper, and I've gone many turns around the spiral 
learning to become ever more conscious about the heavy shadow side of that noble desire to help and give. Do you feel me? Wanting to help and give all the time can actually disempower others. While it's an obvious choice to become a coach if you like to give and help, that very impulse needs to be monitored. Think about it. In your last coaching session, were you right-sized? It's a It's not a set it and forget it kind of thing. It requires centering before beginning any session and then tracking yourself. So here are five ways to empower you and your coaching clients. Number one, hit the reset button before sessions. You know, just take five minutes of quiet to breathe and reconnect to your highest self. Value yourself intrinsically. Own your gifts, talents, and skills as different than, but not more than your clients' gifts, talents, and skills. Show vulnerability without being self-deprecating. Get your needs met outside of the coach-client relationship. And two, let your clients take full responsibility for their role. Charge fees that pay you well. This is a big gateway to the right use of power. Never adjust fees just to get a client. Treat clients as resourceful adults. Don't do your clients' work for them unless that is part of your agreement. Set time boundaries and ask clients to honor them. Three, promote original thinking and self-starting. You can do that by verbally appreciating your clients' unique abilities. Praise their self-awareness, intuitive action, and insights. Reward initiative with enthusiasm and ask about their next steps. Challenge them to do more than what's comfortable. And then four, spark their wisdom without manipulating. Let go of assumptions of what you think they know or don't. Ask their opinion about how to best coach them. Ask a lot of direct, open-ended questions. Let go of impulses to lead. Own your opinions as just that, opinions. Don't make them wrong for theirs. And then five, listen for their truth. Validate their feelings without taking them on. This is really important. Separate your story from their story. Ask questions to help them separate facts from interpretation. I think it's a good idea to go to the page for this episode, which is prosperouscoach.com slash 255, And possibly print it out because this list of things takes a lot of self-awareness and maturity to monitor, but it's amazing transformation if you do. And not only do you become a better coach, you'll just become a better you. So what other ways have you found to empower clients and stay out of the trap of fixing or saving them? How can you keep that power differential from getting a big gap in it where either you inflate or deflate yourself and that causes deflation or inflation for your client? I'd love to hear about it. Stay inspired and make things happen. Thanks for listening today. You are awesome and it's time for your coaching audience to know that. If you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other coaches. Your kindness will come back to you. Learn more about how I help coaches choose a smart niche and launch with confidence at prosperouscoachblog.com. Joel Bass wrote my theme music. Thanks, Joel.